This is the Pickle Planet Podcast with Jenna and Tosh. Sit back and get a drink. Let's talk about parenting and how to survive it. Here we go. It is episode 12 of the Pickle Planet Podcast. It is. Hello, Jenna. How are you? I'm good, Tosh. How are you? Very good, thank you. I just thought, like, oh, well, I know. I guess, I guess Nathan introduces us in the beginning. It's like I never say who we are. No, I never. We never yeah. say each other's names. Or yeah. Like, and our voices are not that different. That people are like, oh yeah, that's obviously you know this person versus that person. I'm Jenna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she sits on the left, and I sit on the right um, of this table. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so today um, another great parenting topic is sharing. Yeah. There's many different avenues of sharing uh, that we'll we'll touch on, I think. But the number one thing is teaching your kid to share. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of those, like, fundamental, everyone thinks of it in terms of, like, oh, I have to teach my little one to share nicely. Like, that's, like, the one skill people seem to focus on that they need to, you know, other than, like, potty training, I would say, like, you know, sharing is probably the first thing people talk about. If we were on that, like, family feud and you had to, like... Ding the buzzer. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Sharing. That's what parents teach kids to do. And it would be the first thing. It yeah, would be number totally. one. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Like sharing and potty training, I think, are probably the two things people think about in terms of teaching kids. And I think there's probably not discussion around sharing and how to teach sharing as there is about potty training. Like potty training, you can find downloadable books. You can take things out of the library. Like there's a, and everyone kind of agrees no matter what thing you take out, everyone kind of agrees on the same principles when it comes to potty training. But with sharing, you can find all those resources, but they're all going to tell you something different. Yeah, that's right? very like that's, true. It's so confusing, really, in that sense. And that's even if you take the time to go and try to read anything and you're not just trying to figure it out on your own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I think a lot of times we get it in our head that, you know, sharing is that like, oh, these two kids are playing and one goes to reach for the toy and the other goes, no. And automatically you jump and be like, oh, no, no, let them have it. Mm -hmm. You need to share. Like, that's not teaching them a valuable skill to do it that way, in my opinion. I know. And I'm really guilty of that. Really. Like, I had been when they were young, really guilty of, no, 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 give it up. They, that kid wants it. Even if, like, even if, say, Sarah had just grabbed it, but that kid went for it. I, I initially, that's how I started it out, was like, no, no, you let them share. Be nice. Be the good friend. And well, Yeah, and because you wouldn't want to be, like, judged for your kid being the mean kid that's True. you know not sharing mm -hmm. well standing up for yourself and saying no it's my turn is just as important as letting it go when it's time Ab absolutely because <laughs> you, you don't want to teach your child to be a pushover either mm -hmm. so not that being nice is being a pushover but it could end up that way if it starts that way too young right well it, and if it's one of those like if your child has just picked something up to start to play with it and suddenly someone else is trying to take it and you're saying, oh, give it up. Then, yeah, you're sending that message of they're not as important. Yes. Their time, their interest in that item doesn't matter. Whereas all you have to do to shift it is kind of be like, give a time to it. That's what, I, what I've done anyway. I don't know if it's, you know, the, the perfect thing to do. But in, in our house, that's kind of what it's become. Because we have three kids who mm -hmm. often want to play with the same thing because someone else has started to play with it. It's like, no, no, no. When is your turn going to be over? How much more time do you need with this? And if they can't articulate an answer, which, come on, they probably can't, they're kids. It's like, yes. okay, well, let's set a timer. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah, you just started playing with that. Okay, you've got five more minutes, and then you're going to get a turn. And so then you learn to wait your turn That's and it. not just be like, oh, I want it. I should get it. Right. Right? I think you're teaching a valuable skill in, in the child that has to wait 
and you're teaching that skill to the child who you're telling your time is important. Your interest in this is important, but it's also important to let this other person have a turn. Absolutely. Um, a friend of mine also has three kids and she does the same thing. The, the timer goes on. If there's an issue, all of a sudden, like the timer comes out mm-hmm. and they respond so well to it. It like it, I was one of the first things that I saw from like once you get into the parenting brain. Right. And I watched her do it and I was like, that is brilliant. And I banked it for later. And like, once I have two children, then I'll pull that out. I never have. I just let my kids fight to the death for something. But <laughs> I, I think there's value in doing that too, though. Yeah. Right. Like they've got to figure out how to come to those conclusions on their own and how to stand up for themselves, whether they're the one who wants it or the one who's, you know, it's supposed to be giving it up. Like that you need to let them fight it out. Sometimes my, my rule of thumb lately has been, if it starts to get to the point where I think someone's physically going to get hurt, that's when yeah. I intervene. Yes. Like for the first initials, mom, he won't let me have it. Well, mm-hmm. figure it out. Talk to each other, come up with a plan. And yeah, if the claws come out, well, then I intervene and then it's either the timer or the item gets taken away. Oh, exactly. <laughs> For both of you, all of you, it, whoever. It's gone. Yeah, that's, yeah. I'm really bad for that. Like, okay, it's just out of the picture. Oh, yeah. See you later. it happens. Yeah, yeah. Way too quick. <laughs> but I think, yeah, it depends on mom's day, <laughs> yes. right? And how much mom there's been going on. Yeah. But I think um, another thing, my kids will probably like put on my tombstone she told me to figure it out. Like that's, <laughs> I'm really bad for figure it out, guys. Figure it out. Um, but they, they need to because they need to have those skills not just with each other, but with everybody. You always have to figure out how to figure it out. Exactly. <laughs> like, no, it is. like that. I think that's so important. And if, if you're always stepping in for your child, that's when we see all these you know reports now of you know millennials don't know how to live in the workforce because their parents are stepping in at work for them. Well, okay. One, I think it's probably a bit of an overgeneralization, but mm-hmm. two, I'm not in the workforce really tech in the traditional sense anymore. And so I don't see it. And so I've had people on both sides of that argument. So I think, you know, usually stereotype stereotypes come out because there's something there to stereotype. Yes. And it makes sense. If you think about if your parent is always stepping in and always saying, oh no, it's my child's turn with that now, or, oh no, I, you know, yes, you should have that. You need to, you know and not letting the children figure it out, if that behavior is just going to continue. And, you know, even if the parent themselves kind of figures out, oh, maybe I shouldn't be stepping in to make sure my child gets his job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah could you if you've always done yeah. that for your child, what, are, what else are they going to expect? And how are they going to stand up for themselves? How many jobs did your parents help you get? I would say none. Right. To my knowledge, my, I mean... I ended up working one summer at the museum where my mom works. Yes. Uh, but I actually created the job that I had for the summer. I like came up with this research project and got the, you know, got them put, to pay you to do it. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. They got the funding. Yeah. Like it was one of those funding yes. programs, but it was like, Oh no, I don't want to just, you know, work your usual summer student job here. I want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> this looks like more fun but, to me. But and, your I mom mean, yeah, didn't but, get you the job. No, you my did mom it. didn't get me the job, but knowing people there helped and being known at the establishment helped, but it wasn't a sense of no, like my parents didn't step in to make it happen. To to that point, my parents were the type that, you know, when you get fundraising stuff, you'd bring home from school Mm -hmm. and other parents would like take the chocolate bars to their office to sell for their kids. You went door to door. (laughs) Oh, I asked one time if my dad would take them. No, no, you want to do this? It's on you. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And you learned and so much more because of that, didn't you? Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. 
I don't know if I learned more because of it, but I don't. I, I think it was a good way to do it. Yes. I don't have a problem with how it was done. <laughs> I know, I'm but it was be very much that like girl guy cookies here soon. So get ready, yeah, <laughs> get ready. I'm sorry. But the thing, like Jay has a job where he can't take things like that to work, and yeah. I, do, I, I work who, who, in our you, house. Who are you going to sell them to? Me? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm trying not to eat those things, Tosh. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Like, what am I going to do with these? Jay's like, we'll just build a room in the basement and I'll buy them all. I'm like, well, that's not teaching or anything either. No. Nor no. is it helping your gut. But anyway. Yes. Yeah. But it's funny. To that point, uh, I went to a conference back in January of... Uh, sale owners, consignment sale owners across the United States, because mm-hmm. one of my side gigs is that I run consignment sales. Mm-hmm. And we went to this conference, my business partner and I, and there's a couple hundred people there who run massive, massive sales in the United States. We run some here and they're fairly small compared to what's going on down there. Like we're talking sales where there are, you know, 500 people, 700 people signing up to sell their things. And, you know, thousands and thousands of shoppers coming through. Really? Oh yeah. These are huge business wow. in the United States. And wow. they're just starting, I think it's starting to come around in Canada, but that's mm-hmm. a whole other story. Um, so all of these people, there were several of them who talked about the importance of girl when they were young selling girl guy cookies and how they still use some of the business stuff they learned then in really? their business now. Wow. It was absolutely fascinating because that wasn't something that I ever really did. Yeah. I was in brownies for one year um, and the brownie troop did not meet my expectations. (laughs) And so I told my parents that I was not going back unless the brownie troop stepped up to its game. (laughs) Oh, man. I love the way you think. Yeah. We we didn't do enough. I wanted all the badges. People weren't helping me. I, I was... Yeah. You just wanted them all. I, I, like well, yeah, I wanted to do the work to get them. Right. Yes. The, the nature, we went on a nature walk one time and, and we had to, you know, do a little report afterwards to get our badge to show that we did the nature walk and mm-hmm. they hid stuffed animals on the walk for us to find because that was the nature we were finding. I'm like, we live we by live the woods. We live in Cape Breton here, we, yeah, yeah, we live by the woods. <laughs> yeah. We we can just deal with the squirrels and whatever we happen to see. We don't need the stuffed animals hidden in the trees. Yeah. Yeah. What were you, like Six. Six or seven. Get it together. Yeah, pretty much. I was like, no, 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 this is not, why am I spending my time doing this? That's amazing. Like, no, I, I I wanted to learn things. I was, you know, eager beaver and yeah. no, no. So not I learned that with the no. stuffy. So I never really had to sell the girl guide cookies. <laughs> I wouldn't do it because they wouldn't let me wear pants. They, ah. You had to wear a skirt. And I, I said, no, then put me in scouts. And back then they wouldn't let girls be in scouts way back then. Way back then. Wait, now they do. Now they do. But anyway, yeah, no, they were like, if you want to be a brownie, you have to wear a skirt. And I know, like still you know, you're going to be I remember the uniform. To... Yeah. I don't yeah. remember. I don't remember having a problem with that part of it. It was yeah. the like, no, you're not teaching me enough things. Right? You're not helping me out here. I know what this purple squirrel <laughs> looks like. Yeah. I could find you a real one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no. See all these really cool badges about like, yeah, you know, flags of the world and collecting stamps or whatever else was in there. I don't remember all of them, but I remember being like trying to do all these other things and like the troop leaders just being like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, just no. come play games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Let's no, play. That's not what I signed up yeah. for. Leapfrog. Let's yeah. go. So yeah, yeah. I, yeah. This is not what I signed up for. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's amazing. Yeah. But (laughs) anyway, so, but I do have a lot of respect for the people that have really good troops and do a lot of good things. And I think there are a lot of really good skill sets like that, that you can Mm -hmm. learn doing those things. And, you know, yeah, having to raise money for something, like if you want to raise the money for a reason, 
then you need to figure out how to go do it. Yeah, you don't just rely on your parents to do it. Right, exactly. And they probably teach sharing there to some extent as well, right? Like, In the same manner, I would hope. Yeah, right, yeah. I, I, I don't remember. Not in that one time Lessons about yeah. sharing. Well, no, it was one full, like, I went for the full season, the full okay. year, or whatever it was. Yeah. Because that was another, you know, a, I don't remember if it was a rule for us. I kind of think it was, but it's one that I've picked up over the years, too, is that, you know, if your child says they want to do something and you sign them up for it, you have to see it through. You see it through. That yeah. one session. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We do the same thing in our house. Like, you yeah. want to skip one here and there, that's fine, but you're going yeah. start to end on like yeah we've made a commitment you stick by your commitment yes that's, i say that a lot yeah. in my house <laughs> See, and that's what will be on your tombstone the momisms if you yes will. yeah picking those up as we go along yes yeah, yeah. if you make the commitment you got to stick to it you don't have to do it the second time right do do it the one time and yeah, yeah. yeah. follow after, through after that we'll talk yeah we'll talk exactly yes so yeah that that kind of yeah it took us a little bit away from the the sharing conversation there but i think it's that same principle though right you have to find those opportunities now to let your kids develop those skills that someday you hope down the road, they're going to remember. And, you know, there was probably a lot of time in that middle part there where, you know, that assertiveness I remember of quitting brownies did not come back out for a while. (laughs) (laughs) And that whole, yeah, you know, not uh, my parents, not fundraising on my behalf and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. I, yeah, there, there are probably times where, those things haven't been as strong as you would want them to be throughout your life, but they're still there. Right. Right. And that's, that's what you have to, yeah, Yeah. that's what I hope when we have these discussions in our house right now about like, well, no, you don't have to give it up, but you have to tell your brother when his turn is going to be. You, you know, this is something you share. And then at other times it's like, no, that's something you bought with your own money. That's something that was a special gift for you. Yes. You are allowed to say, Yep. No, I'm not sharing this it. This is mine, exactly. But you can also take it out of the room so you're not playing with it in front of the person who wants it. Right. And that other kid who wants it, if it, that's important to you, well, let's save your money. Let's figure out how you can get one too. But no, you don't always have to share. You don't always have to give up something that's important to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another aspect of that that's important. Now, yeah, if it's, you know, you're in a play group and there's a bunch of balls on the floor, well, no, you don't have to be the mean kid that says this one's mine and no one can have the purple one yes no i don't want you to be that kid yeah or take all of the balls and not give one up like you don't need six of them come on no but if you brought your own and you want to keep it i think that's different yes i also think maybe you shouldn't bring something like that to a (laughs) group that you know if you're and we have that discussion of them too like if if you're taking this special toy with you to preschool then you need to be prepared to share it yes if you don't want to share this with other people leave it home yeah hundred percent. Same thing yeah. every time they go here too. I want to take this. Well, remember that you have to like, you got to let that little girl carry your doll around if you're going to bring it. And I know that you don't like anybody but you touching your doll. So how about it stays in the car seat? I'll drive it around all day. <laughs> yes. And then it'll be there when you come back to get it. Just like you drove that giant monkey around. I was forever. just thinking yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> just missing yep. that giant yep. monkey. Mr. Doodle. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Doodle. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He is a life-size, like, larger-than-our-children still monkey. That still. Every now and then, yeah, gets to come for drives with us. Oh, and still. still every now and then. Yeah. Well, the, the last time he was in the van for, like, a good solid two days. Nice. Driving around, and he got to move. To, he got to sit in the back, and he had to sit in the middle, and then he got to sit in the passenger seat when Alex was driving one time. That oh, was pretty fun. exciting. Yeah. Well, you know, he, he's big enough. He's allowed to be in the passenger seat. 
Yeah. He does meet he, the height requirement. He doesn't need, he doesn't need a booster. Yeah. So massive. Oh, man. But that's another one of those, like, that was something that Clara bought with her own money. Wow. And it was one of those, like, I did not no. want to bring that thing no. into our house. Oh, my goodness. No. I don't blame you. <laughs> I would have been trying every which way to make oh, that yeah. not happen. But you know what? She had her own money, and I had respect that that's what she wanted yeah. to spend her. And you know what? She, she got a pretty good deal on it. I think it was 40 bucks. It was, like, just after Valentine's Day, I think. So okay. it was, like, yeah. not... It was still kind of ridiculous, but... Yeah. <laughs> like, well... It'll be a funny family story for the rest of your lives. Oh, yeah. I, that, and that is, like, one of the few stuffies that, like, just... Yeah, is not going to disappear from our house, I don't think. Well, I don't <laughs> I think... It, you, that's... No. That one doesn't just disappear. No. No, there are a lot that should. Oh, man. I'm oh, trying. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying. We had but... a garage sale the other weekend. I was like, let's put all of the stuffies in there. Mm. Not one made it in. Not one. <laughs> there was a thing I saw sometime this week going around Facebook about uh, the things that parents should teach their kids at home Hmm. and not expect teachers to teach them at school. Ah, That would be a good list. Yeah, it was a good list. It was like, uh, you know, manners, obviously, being Mm -hmm. number one. Uh, And then, of course, sharing and like where garbage goes and, (laughs) and things like that, which got me thinking about my youngest who uh, will have the option to start school at four or I'll wait another year and start her at five. And I'm thinking as she gets closer to four that she's not ready (laughs) because when you say you give Aaron some food and a package, let's say give her a granola bar. She takes the granola bar wrapper off and throws it on the floor every (laughs) single time. I can't break her of it. No matter how many times I say, were you raised in a barn? Another momism, super guilty for that one. Uh, it's still, it's, and now I think it's like an ongoing joke, but I'm afraid that she's going to start school and be like, yep, just throwing everything on the floor, banana peels, apple cores, yeah. I don't know, but that's one of the things. But of course. But she, but she goes to daycare yeah. sometimes, so does she do it there though? Probably not. She doesn't do that's, anything there, that, that, <laughs> you know? But that's the key to me, right? Like, yeah, there are a lot of things that our kids do at home. But I'm like, oh my god, I cannot send you out into the world. Right, yes. You're and so then, ready. <laughs> and then I hear reports about how wonderful they are and how polite and how well-mannered and all this other stuff. I'm like, are you, are you really sure? Yeah. It's my children. I know. And then one day I saw it. And it was like, oh a my unicorn. goodness. It, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so our kids have all gone to a preschool uh, a couple days a week, part-time, uh, in our village. And so there was one time, and it must have been, must be two years ago now, almost, yeah, so Clara was in kindergarten, and the boys were at daycare. And so school, it's out at two, and I picked her up, and we went to the library. And we walk into the library, and the preschool is there. They'd walked up, because they're fairly close. <laughs> and I'm expecting to be noticed. Yes. <laughs> I'm expecting maybe some kerfuffle where I'm going to have to, like, let the boys stay with us and take them home uh-huh, early. Uh-huh. I, it was like I wasn't there almost. They kind of looked and then they looked away and they stood in line and they were quiet <laughs> and they went off in order the way they were supposed to. And I was like, what did, did like all the other kids talk to me? Yeah. Alternate universe. And then the next time we went to the library as a family with me with the kids and the boys were all rambunctious and pulling mm-hmm. all the toys out and I'm going, it's the library. Use your quiet voice. And they're just up here, decibel level, just going. And the librarian's like, yeah, they're not like that with preschool. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. So, but I was like, well, okay, at least I know that they, 
they do have that ability yeah. to turn it on when they're supposed to. And they've started to internalize that, like, oh, when you're in a certain environment, this is expected of you. And yeah, they're still in that safety zone of apparently it doesn't matter what I say. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. at least I have it in my head, like, no, no, no. Yeah, I think when they go moment. to school, like, so that's like, you know, we're only days away, really, from my yeah. boys going out to school for the first time. And I, I know what they're like at home. And they're, there would be parts of me that'd be like, yeah, I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> I'm going to get, you know, notes home from the teacher yeah. and you guys are going to be climbing the walls. Cause one time they did literally climb the fence while we were there at school waiting for Clara <laughs> in front of the principal. And I was like, Oh, she's going to tell me they can't come here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jenny, you're going to have to homeschool yeah. these children. Yeah. yeah. And then, but then I'm like, no, no, you know what? I think once they walk through those doors, that switch is going to flip and they're going to go into that mode and they're going to use the manners that I have seen them use sometimes Elsewhere, and that other yeah. people tell me they have yeah. <laughs> and, and just keep telling myself like, okay, no, this is good. The home is their safety net. Home is where they let go. Home is where they don't feel like they need to conform and whatever yeah. else. And as long as they can do it where they should in public. Yeah. That's <laughs> a really good way to think about it. Actually, the, that, you know, home being the comfort zone and that's where they become animals because yeah by the end of the day i'm exhausted you're exhausted because mm. they're animals yes but yeah to to have the comfort in knowing that they can be human at some point during the day yeah but i know like i know that erin like cleans her plate at stephanie's house you know when when lunch is over at daycare she cleans her plate and gives it to stephanie puts it in the sink whatever here it just doesn't happen mm. but but, but she does know how to do it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not sure about her, her sharing. She's never really had that issue. It's Sarah more so that gets... We have a big jealousy issue in our house. Mm. Huge jealousy issue. Uh, typically over me, which is another form of sharing is sharing mom. Yes. Right? Or sharing dad, whatever. That is a much trickier one. Oh, man. It's, that is so hard. It makes me feel awful every single day. Yeah. yeah like, like there's this like failure level... That like how you, you, one way or the other you're failing someone you're failing someone at any given time yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. every night every night at bedtime yeah. yeah yeah it's just a and it's same thing like I Aaron goes to bed first and then Sarah and it's always how can we put Aaron to bed first or how can we spend longer I'm like you have no yeah. sense of time Sarah yes. how do you know I've been in there longer <laughs> but it's true I do spend more time in Aaron's room because she's still the baby quote unquote right so um but it's uh, massive like Sarah will be at school all day so Aaron's been home with me and like she'll get off the bus and you know why is she here would you bring her here for like well she lives in our house it's couldn't illegal leave her home. yeah, yeah for couldn't me to leave her home her. alone yeah just me yeah. sometimes I would but <laughs> <laughs> but it's illegal so I can't do it um but yeah I don't know how I need tips on how to make them feel that they're getting equal amounts of mm -hmm. me. Cause no matter what I do, it never seems enough for either one of them. Yeah. We have a big problem with that too. Yeah. And it's for us, it's almost kind of the reverse because Clara being the oldest had my attention. Mm -hmm. And then even when the boys were babies, she was still, they're so close in age. Yeah. She still, you know, needed those bedtime cuddles and, yes, there's probably several things that could have gone on differently that didn't and whatever, that's the way it is now. Yeah. But it's still, she still wants me at bedtime, but they're close in age. Bedtime's the same time. Yes. So we're trying to put three people to bed at the same time. And right now all three of them want me. You. Yeah. Same in our house. Like, right. I, I can't do that. And then, and there, there's been a couple nights lately too, where like two of the three will be 
actually emotionally needing me mm. for things that have happened during the day. And it's at the same time. I, I can't physically help you both. Right. At the same time, you both emotionally have things that we should be dealing with. And I, I don't know how to do both at once. Right. It, it doesn't work. So then one person is feeling like they're not being heard and they're not being cared for. And that's killer. Super killer. And then how do you even focus to help the other person that you've started with knowing that this other kid is now going, no one likes me. No one like, and yeah, I can totally get how you would feel that way if I'm always over here when you need me. Mm -hmm. But it's not that I'm over here, you know, reading stories and singing songs, I'm over here dealing with the same kind of emotional issues. And yeah, it's... And sometimes I feel like I kind of like will throw off one of their emotions because my kids are, probably all kids are super overly dramatic and I don't have an empathy level. Like there's, there's zero. So unless you've actually physically cut your hand off, (laughs) I'm not going to come running. Um, but it's because like, it's the, it's the, you know, little boy blue syndrome, like the kids are always, you know, the, he always was saying that there was like foxes coming or something and there wasn't Is actually, that little boy blue? I don't know. Isn't that the boy who cried wolf? Yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like little There's boy boys. He, I'm like, like, little doesn't boy he like blue, fall blue asleep in the field? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're letting your children sleep outside. So, I haven't been reading the nursery rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> so you were having this like totally serious moment. I'm like little boy blue. <laughs> It's okay. We needed to break that up anyway, so it was good. <laughs> but it, yeah, my, the sheep's in the meadow, the cows in the corn. Yeah, yeah. little boy blue, go blow, blow your horn. horn. Yeah, I need to read more nursery rhymes. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. I think boy cry wolf is what you're going. I feel for. like I uh, yeah. call Sarah little boy blue all the time. I probably <laughs> should stop doing that because <laughs> someday she's gonna read it and be like, "What does she mean?" <laughs> It's like you should probably come up with some really interesting deep analogy. Oh, jeez. Like... <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going to have to backtrack that one somewhere. Go blow your horn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But fact of the matter is, is that I probably should be taking more situations more seriously than I do. I'm really bad for for using, like, that Aaron's still little. Aaron's still little. Aaron's mm-hmm. still little. So is Sarah. She's only six. You know, like that, that comes up a lot in our house now too. And it's so hard to remember. Like, I'm like, no, I need to reel it back. Like the, you're seven, you're not 17. Mm-hmm. And just because we've been having the same conversation for years, it seems now, yeah, it yeah. doesn't feel that way to you. And you're still learning all this. It's still new to you. And yeah, even though you're this big and you're not, you know, the tiny little baby that I used to cuddle, you're still only little. Yeah. And yeah, I think sometimes... Sometimes we're probably all guilty of babying our children when yes. we should be making them do things on their own. Right. And then I think other times, yeah, it's, it's the reverse and we're expecting too much emotionally than what we've given them the skills for or what they've had. You know, you have to experience something so many times to really figure out how that works for you, right? Exactly. And in the six, seven years that they've been, they haven't experienced these things. That's no, like, no. Yeah. yeah. They haven't been doing it for 30 some years, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's a, yeah, it's a, we almost need to have like a parenting coach come on here with us and maybe tell us we're not doing that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, I think that's true. And I think that's like one of those tidbits that I did learn from what you could call a parenting coach. It was someone who'd been trained. It was an early childhood 
educator who was trained in parenting attachment and positive parenting and all this kind of stuff. That was who said that to me that first time, like, you know, home is that safe. You want to be that safe place. Mm -hmm. You want to be that place where your kid tells you how they're feeling and they feel comfortable to cry and, and they let those emotions go because that means you've created a safe place for them. And yeah, it's hard yeah. <laughs> to it's be that so, safe place sometimes. Yeah. And then it's really hard to feel like you're not providing that safe place that you're trying to. But mm-hmm. I think the fact that you think about it makes you a good parent. Like that, that's the other one I keep coming back to. Like if you're worried about any of this stuff and you're trying anything to deal with it, even that's just talking it through, right? then you're a good parent. You're doing the right thing. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Cause if I'm not noticing it there, there's that, the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And if you're not trying to change how you are responding to the situation, if you're not trying to help your child learn something different, then you're, yeah, then you're kind of failing, right? Like yeah. then, then you have something you can work on. Right. Yes. But if you're just going, ah, the teacher will figure it out when they get to school. No, you can yeah. do better than that. Yeah, you definitely, you definitely can. Like these teachers have, I can't even remember how many kids were in Sarah's class, but enough. Oh my anyway, gosh. Right? I... You can't expect them to teach your kids how to share. They need to walk in there with at least the basics of, of sharing the scissors because maybe at the table, there's only two pairs of scissors, but there's four kids. Mm-hmm. You need, you need to make that work and make the balance. So at least having that structure, yeah. which for single kids, I suppose could be much more difficult to teach them that because they don't have to share at home. Right. So I don't know what that's yeah. like being a parent of one, I suppose. I don't, how do yeah, you teach we, a yeah. single kid to share? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. We didn't. Yeah. You know. Lots of play dates. I think so. Maybe Pretty someone cool. can help us out with that. How yeah. do you teach your, your one child to share? Yeah. I think that's a whole other realm of things to deal with mm-hmm. being a single parent or not a single parent, a parent of a single child, of an only child. Cause yeah, all those little things of like, yeah, sharing and taking turns and all that kind of stuff. When you've got multiple kids at home. Yeah. You can teach that. It does its business, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a natural thing you got to figure out. I can tell you what yeah. it's like being married to an only child. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's for another podcast. <laughs> that's right. Sometimes I joke about it. I remember what it was like to be an only child because my brother's like four years younger than I am. And I have like, I don't really have a lot of memories no, of being an no. only child, but I do have little snippets. And I remember when when my brother was little, when I was little, my mom worked seasonally. And my dad was a teacher. Oh, yeah. And in September and in June, my mom and my little brother, who wasn't in school, would go stay at our cottage Oh, for my mom to go to work. My Her parents would watch my brother. But I was in school and my dad was a teacher. So we'd be Together. still at home at right. the house. So I kind of, I remember those days of what it was like to be just us. Right. And again, it's not like I don't remember all the things and I wasn't paying attention to parenting philosophies Clearly. when I was six. Clearly. <laughs> but I have these vague memories of what it was like and, and that kind of thing. And I, there are times when I joke that I'm kind of glad that none of our kids know what that's like either. Because <laughs> they yeah. don't have that, they can't compare it to when they were alone or when, you know. That's it. And like Sarah and Aaron are only two and a half years apart. And sometimes yeah. I like, I mean, again, she's got six years of experience in life, so she probably does remember right now what yes. it was like to be alone. Yeah. Um, but th- that's not going to last much longer, right? Like mm-hmm. those. Well, yeah, because even that, like that first year when it's like baby phase, you're not sharing in the same way. So right. yeah, like she's, you know, it's only like half her life she's had to share right now. <laughs> exactly. That, that's a very good point. Yeah. All she's had to share is me. Yeah. So we'll see. Someday it's going <laughs> to, we're both going to figure it out. And I feel like 
being the, being home with them so much is almost backfiring because but I don't know because I don't see the other side of parents that only get those two hours a night before their kids have to go to bed. Mm -hmm. So how do you get that share time in, especially if there's two of them? Um, Because I'm like, I'm always here when Sarah gets home from school or Aaron gets home from daycare or all day long if it's a PD day or whatever it is. Right. So yeah, I need to figure out how to find that balance. And I just, when I think I've got it, then something shifts. Yeah. 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 I I figured out that's just, that's parenting and mm-hmm. I th- in life in general too, right? Like, yes. yeah, just when you think you've figured it all out, something's got to change. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Someone's going to have a growth spurt. Some, something else is going to come out of the blue. Yeah. Something's. All of a sudden they're yeah. going to want their dad and not mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe someday that will happen. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they will come and they will find you. From anywhere. Like, I've been oh in the shower, and Aaron has come up and been to like... To ask for something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but but you were sitting beside your dad on the couch mm-hmm. when I left the situation. Yeah. Just turn your head and say, Dad, can I have some veggie straws, please? Yeah, like, you know what? I, he knows how to get them. Yeah. Yeah, I bet I you he's even shop. done it before yeah, for I you. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's a time or two where he's yeah. picked you yeah. up a snack. Yeah, you yeah. guys exist just fine if we're not here. Yeah. So. It's, it's just mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that probably means that we're good moms too, right? That's that's what I tell myself. Yeah, yeah. They really <laughs> like me. They like me. We should get an award. Yeah. <laughs> My kids really like me for now. For now. Yeah. Yes. Those teenage years are gonna come, and yeah. I don't ever. I never ran into that though. I I always really liked my mom. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I remember one time like not going to a birthday party and I remember writing I hate my mom on the underneath of my desk in my bedroom and I still <laughs> regret it still regret it I don't I don't let my kids use the h word in our house we, it's a we big try word. to yeah, yeah we try to keep that one that, that word vocabulary means a lot. like yeah. yeah and talk about it like that like it's, yeah yeah that, that's a big one yeah it's a real big one so yeah. I think that's why it's like always like yeah bad and stupid yeah, do that. Yeah, we we try to minimize the use of and talk about why those are not words you just throw around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So but yeah, right changed. now we're still in that zone of like, yeah. There's been times now when like, yeah, Claire's been angry at me at bedtime when she usually wants me to sit with her, and I'd be like, okay, so you want me to leave? No. Yeah, that's not what it meant. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I could be working. Yeah. <laughs> or singing. Yeah. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we hum. We hum the Brahms lullaby over and over and over again. And it's something that my mom did when I was a baby. I remember, like, I, well, my whole childhood. That's how I remember going to sleep. And so it's something that I started with the girls, like, in utero. And then it's just carried on. Hopefully they carry it on with their kids, too. That's kind of nice. It is nice. I like it. have no idea what the words are. But <laughs> <laughs> but I like the humming better. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. That, that, that's our talk about sharing. It went all over the place. <laughs> My mom shared the bronze lullaby yeah. with me. Yeah. Yeah, that's but it. That's, what, that's what this podcast is about, right? This is about just like hanging out and chatting. And yeah, the, the whole premise, right, is that we don't always get those times to do this with our friends or with other moms. And so, yeah, if you're sitting there folding laundry or doing dishes or whatever and you're tuning in, then, yeah, this is how a conversation would go if you were sitting here with us. Yeah. We go all over the place. Yeah. And Hopefully you get a good laugh out of it because we all know that doing dishes is not fun. So yes. at least we can entertain yeah. you in the slightest, slightest bit. Yeah. 
So, so if you are listening, let us know what you're doing when you're listening. And yeah, if uh, you mind when we go off on these terrible tangents and what other tangents you want to see us listen to us go off on. That's true. Always give yeah. us another topic. We could always use them. And yeah. we want to uh, send a big thank you out to your husband for getting us up <laughs> on iTunes. Yes. Yay! Finally figured out the step I was missing in the whole process. So now That's so cool. we are there. Yay. We are officially on iTunes. And yeah, if you... Uh, yeah, you can subscribe now on Android as well. Wow. Yeah. Look at us go. Uh-huh. It only took 12 episodes. Yeah. yeah. But if you've enjoyed them, make yeah. sure you, you know, give us a few stars. Five, if you would like, yep. please. Yep. <laughs> we, we like five stars. It does actually make a big difference in terms of how they, you know, make your podcast show up and whatever. But uh, there's not a whole lot of other uh, pickle planets out there. So it's pretty easy to find us. That's a good point. Yeah. But yeah, if you've tuned in at all and you've enjoyed it, please give us a review and... Uh, leave a few words. Awesome. Okay. We'll see you on episode 13. Bye. Lucky 13.